Welcome to Sidelines, a Cougar Sports production. My name is Sosu Bogmano, the founder of the SBM Foundation, aka Sosu Bogmano Foundation, a youth mentorship and sports development outfit based in River State, Nigeria. And as the name, as you heard, River State, yes, I am affiliated with River Supers. Because when I was still a baller, it was my idea that led to the formation of the team. And right now, they are the team representing Nigeria at the inaugural BAL competition taking place in Kigali, Rwanda. Okay, my thoughts on the River Supers versus Patriots game. <laughs> wow. First off, um, I'll say this. Our boys were outclassed. In the first quarter, they started off well. Ike Chuku and Benuzo, um, the guards, actually put in a good show. We kept them at bay for a while, but here's the thing with basketball. It's a game of four quarters. I'll say this. First off, the boys were rusty. Rusty in the sense that they haven't had a chance to play basketball for about three years. Competitive basketball, I mean. And I got into an argument with one of my friends a couple of days back. I was trying to explain to him why the MBBF is I'll put like 50-60% of the blame on the MBBF because here's the truth when two elephants fight it's the ground that suffers this is a typical example this is literally the biggest stage of their lives and they might never have this up with no offense to them but with everyone seeing what's happening all eyes on the BAR being Nigeria I don't think it's going to be easy for them to come back to this tournament so I'll say this MBBF did not do their part in making sure we had a league to play on the national scene it looks like we're doing very well because we're qualifying for different tournaments we're going to the olympics we are going to almost any tournament out there we've shown ourselves and i'll say this it's the same thing as with our football it's not as a result of what we're really doing at home it's just the fact that we have a lot of players nigeria is the most populated black country and that should count for something we have players in different all the continents of the world playing their trade playing basketball playing football so when it's time the only thing they need to do is go out there and pick these guys we have a running football league but to show you how bad it is how many of our players get to to make the final team in the football league which is supposed to be our number one how much more basketball which is treated like an afterthought and as a result of that the world thinks we are doing very well in on the national scene on on the global stage but the home suffers we have kids we have a lot of these boys who are now married who need to do something to take care of themselves i was telling this particular friend of mine that you don't expect a player that has a wife and maybe a kid or two kids to go all out and keep training every day when we know the matter at hand once you train if there's nothing happening most teams don't pay so where will you get the coach where will you get the players what will you do this we are not organized we are not organized so it's hard i i i am in river state so i got to talk to a couple of these boys i got to understand where they were coming from the few competitions which my foundation could must up, they can't even participate in those because those are amateur competitions these guys are considered the highest level in nigeria at least and i knew what was at stake because look the nba got in and this is like a farm this is supposed to be like a platform for them to showcase their skills but they were thoroughly outclassed and looking at the other teams in their league i don't i don't know where i'm going to start from with my boys because you see lack of preparation is a major problem lack of preparation is a major major problem i don't think even if they had prepared very well they would have been overly fantastic but i think the margin would have been so large it might not have been as large as what we are going to see in other games because from what i 
have seen in some of these teams, these guys feel right at home. I know about the Rwandan League, I know about the Algerian League, I know about the Egyptian League. These are guys that literally take this is their, a way of life for them. They pay these guys in thousands of dollars. Angola, no need to even talk there. These guys do it as a way of life. But in Nigeria, you wake up today and uh, I, I don't need to go into it. But the truth is this, we need to do better. If not, we're going to lose all our sportsmen. We are going to lose all our sportsmen. We're going to lose our youth. The youth have nothing to look forward to. If you don't develop the youth in sports, where will you develop them? Will they become politicians? Enough of my ranting. Okay, going forward, I'll also lay part of the blame to the team owners. The team owners were supposed to understand that this is a major competition. It's the biggest out there. For you to come back to this stage, you need to prepare. You need to prepare. I'll leave theirs at that because the team I know is owned by River State government and squeezing money out of River State government, especially when there's nothing at hand, it's easier for you to squeeze water out of a rock. This is, I'm telling you this from experience, coming from a place where the commissioner of sports doesn't regard any other sport apart from football as anything serious. And lastly, I'll put the blame on the players. There is no amount of talking. There's nothing to a lot of us that were that played basketball at one point in time believed they could make it to the NBA. I know I always had the belief that if I left the country, I'd make it to the NBA. But you got the NBA right at your doorstep. You literally brought the NBA to you. I don't know how they are, but with the kind of mentality I have, I think I would have made sure I prepared myself individually. I'd have made sure if it's going to be only three pointers I'm going to shoot, they're going to remember me for that. If it's going to be thunderous dunks, if I'm the athletic type, I'll make sure they remember me for that. If it's my free throw, I'll make one thing clear. I will not look ordinary. If I get on court and play five minutes, I'll make sure that five minutes counts. But like I said again, some of these boys couldn't even move their feet. They passed the ball and they stood around. I don't know if it was stage fright. This was the biggest stage. I don't know if it was stage fright. I don't know what it was, but I know the kids have in them to do better. Hopefully, this second game, which they are playing against one of the favorites in this tournament, my God. Well, prayers up to them. We love to pray in this part of the world. So, prayers up to them. Okay, Daniel, great opportunity to be on this part of the show where I have to drop my comments on that um, game between the River Supers and their opponent, the host, Patriots BBC of um, Rwanda. A game that didn't live up to expectation. Looked like it was going to do, and I saw some beautiful basketball from the River Supers side in the beginning. I'm not going to doubt did as much as he could, but I think, keep asking these questions, how much can you motivate a team when they don't have all they need to make it happen? I think that's what the River Supers team suffered in their particular game. They played the best of basketball that they could. Sincerely, I didn't expect too much from them. Playing against a, a team that had been playing the league, dominated, got two recognized players from the USA. When I say recognized, not by basketball. Kostner Brandon was the major man they got fairly called. Was that very instrumental guy in that particular game? Getting 20 points to his name. Also had Prince Ibe, a Nigerian who has become Rwandan and also an American at the same time. He also plays right from that team. Another import for the team was um, Cole Jermaine, who also, if you prefer to call him J. Cole, was instrumental to a level in that game. At least a lot of people will know him as a pop star or a rapper rather, and he would have drawn attention in that direction. But 
Let's leave all of the sidelines now, face what the game is. I want to look at the coaching direction. Tyrone Sullivan was interviewed and I was opportunity to listen to it. That's one of the guys Rivers Super's team got uh, for this particular um, game. And he was asked this question. What do you see? What's your general overview of um, the game? He was angry. I heard it from his voice. Now, the average height of that team is six feet. One be six, two, six, three. Tallest guy there is um, Hugo James, Hugo Victor James, six, ten. So he was talking, he said he was expecting to see a taller team and everybody was just looking almost at the same height and that was his own major um, issue now it was a poor performance from them generally and now you you had enough time yes the league had not been on that's a major issue for the Nigerian team but we'll move past that now one look at why they didn't do well what they had was this the best they would have gotten yeah ben- Benuzo came into the team um, Opongropinson also came into the team then um, not forgetting Daniel Chris uh, Chris Daniel one of the most experienced players on court on that particular day but still wasn't enough for the Rivers Super side to get what they wanted now let's look at it from the first quarter. They came out all guns blazing. Congratulations to um, the man Benuzo who got the first point, two points of the BAL generally, as that is going to go down history. The other guys um, talking about the Patriots equalized almost immediately, two-two, and we saw the River Hoopers take a run of about seven points, taking them to 18. At the point where they were on 18, the Patriots team were on 11. This is a place to actually kill off the game. We had like two minutes plus left in the first quarter. Daniel, I know you saw that game, but maybe I should shock anybody listening at this point in time that they played for over two minutes as the leading team and didn't get a point. It wasn't like the Rwandan side had found their feet, but they couldn't just put those balls in the net, making funny misses. Take out Benuzo from that team. Take out Chris Daniel with the blocks from that team. And you will see how poor these guys were structured. Take out Tyron Sullivan also from that team. You see how poor this, these guys are structured. Now you wonder, how did they win to qualify for this? Yes, it wasn't as um, deep as it would have been. Now, I started asking myself the question, would they have gone past Canopilas? The Canopilas we knew before the league was disrupted. The Mark Mentors I knew before the league was disrupted. Or even the Dodan Warriors team. Yeah, they were former champions with Royal as Royal Opus twice. But this time around what I was the name again the former name for the team trying to remember what they were called at that time but like I said they were champions back to back yeah Royal Hoopers yeah that was the name they were champions back to back at that time but I saw everything that played out on that particular evening and I know that there should be more from the team I, I mentioned Ogodaldo earlier and I'm going to link it to this I might be I might be wrong um, the coach of the former coach of the D Tigers Ayobakari called a press meeting a brush briefing and he resigned or retired as coaching basketball he said he just wanted to go enjoy his life and get back to his family after coaching the team for a long time. The best Nigeria could get was that Olympic qualification where they got beat almost times two by the USA team. But now let's look at what happened almost immediately six months we avoid got the job the u.s coach and he turned that team around to an afro basket champion beating the likes of angola and also senegal who stopped them in um, the afro basket 2013 they won it in 2015 i'm bringing out of this because that's how much a coach can do and i saw that it team lacked a lot of technicalities in that particular quarter that's what the first quarter they started brightly what, what the first quarter showed us was it just tells you how much or how far your individual skill can take you it got to the points where a teamwork was needed and what did we see was the Rwandan team the Patriots that went all the way to get what they had, had to do shout outs to Prince eBay shout outs to Brandon Costner shout outs to that man who is not known 
the man who has had the highest tiers in the Rwandan league and also in the qualification process. We were saying uh, Unsho Bozwa, lovely guy. He was the one who turned the game around when he was 11-18 um, against their team. Stealing balls, making points, even when the likes of Costner were not stepping up. And that's what you need from a team. This guy is actually based in Rwanda. It wasn't like he was one of the players who brought in. Confidence and brilliance on his side. And I tell you, that's one of the things we were looking at. They have an American coach and that also played a part because he showed the kind of basketball they played all through. Now, Daniel for the second quarter, he just went on to confirm what I talked about. No precision, no clear game reading. We want to say it's a case of fatigue, but how much fatigue would the other teams have had? Patriots came into this game, like I said, knowing what they wanted to do. And mind you, they are not the best of teams to be playing basketball currently. So if, they, if Hoopers are performing so badly against a team that are not at their best, then how would they do against US Monastery, who are one of the favorites to win the championship? Would they just be winning one game? That's if they can actually win one game possibly can they qualify even as the best loser that's another question we can't answer at this point in time but daniel he was a very very poor performance in the second quarter now the patriots moved from 11 points in the first quarter met them on almost met them it was 17 18 at the end of the first, first quarter that means they scored 700 replied points at first or six replied points moved on to score about 26 points in the second quarter and how many could the opposing team get they ended up at 33 in the second quarter and they scored 18 in the first quarter so that's just about um, 15 points all through the second quarter that's if they scored up to 15 points it was a poor performance prince ebay was doing what he had to do Bradno Costner steadied the sheep again scoring three pointers three pointers were 7 to 11 Hoopers had 5 to 18 that was a poor one it's clear oh god how do you let them know three pointers are not again we didn't do so much training on this we don't have the shooters for three pointers since i've been watching the nigerian basketball league the best three point shooter i've seen is azoma dike and he was a former player for the Royal Opas. Why they were called Royal Opas when they won the championship back to back. That's a man who can give you three of six, or four of eight, or five of nine. That's the highest I've seen. Then you're forcing three pointers and it wasn't working. The only person who was getting it right was to a level, Brandon um, Sullivan. He got about two, three, three pointers in the first and second quarter. First quarter, they kept trying and it wasn't working. The same challenge we had, just like that game I mentioned between the D Tigers and the Senegalese national team. The Senegalese national team built like an arc. They knew these guys are not good at three pointers. So they made sure they didn't penetrate into the paint to get the, the two points, the layups. And what did they force the Nigerian team to do? The likes of Alfaru Camino, Ben Uzor, um, Ike Diogo on that night started throwing three pointers. We were not going in, and it was easy rebounds for the, the Senegalese team. And they went all the way, getting steals, scoring points. Kyogyo Deng doing wonderfully in that particular one as an NBA player. These guys knew what they wanted. They are not the best of teams, like I mentioned, the Patriots. But what did they do? They knew the challenges this team had and they banked on it. Benuzo was trying as much as possible to get the point or get the, the assist. But it wasn't really working. He got the highest of assists in the game entirely. But look at what happened in the second quarter. It was where they lost it completely. Victor Coco Anthony, an experienced guy in the league also, the center, couldn't do as much also. And it was really painful watching a team from Nigeria. Even the competitors at the point had to say it's a scoring competition between the Rwandan side that was an aberration that was appalling or a statement that shouldn't come to a team from nigeria i will keep saying the same things what's the preparation like chris daniel did as much as he could got one or two or three blocks but it still wasn't enough wilson still dominated with his steals and brilliant plays and this is a man who has never left africa playing basketball he wasn't the best i, I must give kudos to that man brandon costner prince ebay for the second quarter german cole even jaco got more points in that quarter by scoring one free throw than many of the nigerian 
Nigerian players. The experience for Bush Awamukota, the man who's also a legend who played right there, a great guy for the Kenyan team, um, he's also in this particular one. Brought his old experience and he came to this particular team and look at where he got there. They were able to bring in this experience together and add some Kenyan Swahili and mix to what they got from the um, the experienced guys. Ijamin Koko playing this game, a man who had never played basketball professionally against a real person. That should be a plus. He was among the starters and that's what I say. Not, I don't think the team is utterly bad. Yes, they might not have the heights. They needed some coaching instinct to just change some things. Not losing. Daniel, we had to check. If you check from the second first quarter to the second quarter, they played about 10 minutes without scoring a single point. It was a bad one. It was a crazy run from the first quarter into the second quarter. They won 18 when the, the, the opponents had gotten to 30-something points. And that's poor from a team that wants to go all the way. It, it wasn't funny. It wasn't, like I said, it was expected. Ogodaldo was asked, how far is team will go? We just want to go there and play basketball. If you ask me if we're going to win the championship, I don't want to put my team on. I want to take it one game at a time. Now, I don't think it's a case of being humble. It was a case of knowing the actual situation of the team. But you must give it to the Rwandan side for the first time in the second quarter. <laughs> the Patriots are no longer seeing the realm. They are seeing an ocean. Daniel, nothing can be more than an insult. Nothing can be more derailing or demeaning than that statement from a commentator. And they, they didn't actually mean harm. They were just stating the way things were. It was so easy for the Rwandan team. If they were clinical and near perfect, they would have won that game by at least 130 points. They would have scored at least 130 points in that game. They missed too many sitters just like the Hooper side. But they were more prepared. Now, um, Danny, I'm going to tell you straight up. There was nothing really spectacular about, about the Rwandan side, like I said. I'm talking the third and fourth quarter together now. What they just had going for them is the fact that they have been consistently playing basketball. You, you now have to bring in the politics that takes over everything in Nigeria. How Tijani Omar and Musa Kida were not able to settle their differences or settle the differences and let the love of basketball win. It's still not understood up until now. This has destroyed Nigerian basketball to the highest level and I don't know how they are going to get back. Are we going to see the down warriors again? Are we going to see Kano Pillars again? Are we going to see Matt Mentors again? Are we going to see the police machines again? Are we going to see Union Bank again playing top basketball? Lagos Islanders? Are they going to see get those names up? Two, three years of no basketball. Some of these guys are aging already. Some of them were nearing their, their peak years and nothing to show at this point. It's really painful, Daniel. Now, let's, let's, go, let's go to the, the statistics of the game as it ended. One of the poorest you can ever ask of or you can ever see as far as basketball is concerned. For the three points, why I was really concerned, I wonder how the team got this bad. That's 6 of 34 or 36. Just to show you that the Rwandan team were not all so spectacular, the Patriots. They scored just about less than 10 of over 27 of about 27 that they shot. It's a bad, bad, bad advertisement for the, for the African Basketball League. But one thing is that it has started. And we can only see improvements. I can't leave without talking about that man, J. Cole. Brought some light to the game. Had a trend on Twitter when he released his, his new album. Came all the way, said he wants to play basketball and he did what he had to do. He didn't score too many points, but the fact is... He brought light to that basketball game. Whoever pulled that deal, I thought they did really well because it brought a lot of people to come see the basketball game generally. Painful, I tell you, Daniel. Painful for the basketball generally, not just because I'm talking about the, the African-Nigerian team. How do you go all the way and miss that much of a seat as far as basketball is concerned? It's not good for the eyes at all. It's not in any way good for the eyes. But I tell you, we just have to bear what we have. Give it to the guys who did well. Didi was instrumental for the Patriots. The experience of Bush also counted. 
and Brandon Costner also counted. And now this is where it takes us. What did you do with the two or three windows that were given to each team? Tyrone Sullivan for me was nowhere near what we were expecting to see for the Nigerian team. You can't even check him up on Wiki and find him. That's already a sign that you didn't go out to do your homework well. Was it a case of finance? Because these are the things that affect teams. A lot has to be put in place. The Nigerian Basketball League has to do a lot. If Yoruba Supers are going to be the same representatives for next season, then we have to see a total change. You know, what you must learn from the Rwandan side, the Patriots, is they don't have a local head coach. They don't have a local assistant coach. Senior coach is from the US. Assistant coach is from Kenya. They tried to be selfless. They wanted to be professional. They got the best of the best from Kenya as far as I'm legendary is concerned. And then that's Bush. And look at his, his influence in that game. Experience counted for them. Another challenge the Nigerian team will always have is most of the players who play for the D-Tigers are not local based. If not all, aside Ben Uzo. They are not local based. So they have to go for their second or third fiddle. Why am I even saying this? Are the guys who that play for the D-Tigers, Nigerian grown. How many of them grew up right here in Nigeria? This is the true reflection of what we have as a league for the Nigerian team. Over 200 million people and this is what you get to give them. I can bring joy to their faces. But yeah, seven steals each. Three pointers, like I said, 11 of 25 for the Patriots and six of 34 for the Nigerian team. Daniel, this is painful. How can you get six of 34 three-pointers? Yes, there are updates even in the NBA for three-pointers. But this is not the case here. Oh God, how do you have just three games to play? You have to at least win two to be sure you're going to qualify in the red. Your team is not scoring three-pointers. You guys didn't do this training. You know they shouldn't restrict you to three-pointers. Now, the next game is against the uh, Monasterio team who have taller guys, 6'9", like four 6'9ers in that team. And these guys are experienced. They are exposed. The Tunisian team keeps tabs. Experienced 26, 27, 28 years. Look at what they did in their first game. And that's where the scare is. If you want to continue this way, are they going to win their next game? Can they even smell it? <sighs> I'm sorry I speak. I'm speaking with so much passion, but I think that's what we get when, when you want to come all out and do what you have to do. Benuza, even in his uh, mid-30s, is near, nearing his mid-30s is still the best player on court. So if there was no Benuzo, if there was no Terence Sullivan, that means they would have been scoring 2015 to 30 points at most because it was a poor one. Victor Coco couldn't take advantage of his height. The tallest player on court, 6'10". Look at what um, Prince Ibe, the Nigerian who doesn't claim Nigerian, uh, prefers to be called the Rwandan-American did for his team. Rebounds, dunks. There was hardly a dunk. The, the Hoopers were missing easy layups, just like the Rwandans, but the Nigerian team had more misses for layups. And it, it calls for concern, Daniel. It calls for huge concern. We were looking at the best of basketball. We're looking at everything working fine. The Rwandan environment, the courts, there is no complaint. So why won't you get the best of basketball? It's just a true picture of what we have right here in Nigeria. And like I always say as a round-off, you can't give what you don't have. If things are not right with politics or with the government, it's always going to show in the sports or any other thing that you do. And that's what is happening to the team. Don't be surprised Nigeria comes to this tournament again and they suffer. But that's what, that's what we have at this point. Give it to Wilson, the man who was the best player or the one who had the most steals, 14 in the Afro Basket qualifiers. Give it to Brandon Costner. Give it to Prince eBay. Give it to Bush. Give it to the one they call Didi. Wonderful player. Three-point shooter. Missed the first, went on for the second. That's how to play. That's what they say, never, never give up. For me, the only game left in this group that should be worthy of watch, if the River Supers will not improve, is the game between the Monasterio team against the Patriots. And I'm thinking, I might be wrong, that the Tunisian side are way stronger, even if Patriots team have gotten some guys from the USA. I'm thinking that the Tunisian side will go all the way to win. So if the Tunisian side will go all the way to win, it's a clear sign that the Hoopers 
Spurs might be qualifying through the back door that if they can get a good victory in the only game that they should win because if he's asked me they'll beat the ministerial team the US ministerial team from Tunisia I might tell you it's a no so um first of all let me just say I am very happy that Amadou Gallo fall you know has done his best so far to bring the basketball africa league despite the coronavirus despite everything even the nba had difficulty you know in putting together the nba season last season and you know they're still going through some things this season so it's you know commendable that an idea was brought to fruition despite all the odds now let me narrow down on nigeria's representative the rivers hoopers basketball team i would try to be as objective as possible because at the end of the day even if we're criticizing certain things we want to provide solutions how they can do better it's not easy doing anything but i would not give um a pass to rivers hoopers or the mbbf you know or any association or major stakeholder in nigeria because at this point right now the fact that we do not have a league a consistent league for that matter is a huge problem because the competition level is extremely low we need people to be fighting and vying for the opportunity to represent nigeria represent africa represent any constituent that they are from whether it is local or international it is very very sad we are supposed to be using this to create job opportunities we're supposed to be using this to involve the community we're supposed to be using this to promote ourselves through the media it is just very sad now the rivers hoopers crashed out they did not practice let's not even go into the fact about you know certain things were not provided from their own end now i'm not even talking about the bal end again why can't we even host bal that's another story for another day i'm, I'm going to do my best not to even delve into so many things that are just annoying me today now rivers hoopers they won a game okay they crashed out okay this first season of um bal i i i mean it's it's just like sensitization trying to test the waters trying to see but such a thing is what we're supposed to be commanding now the solutions to all these things is number one please all the orgas at the top i don't know how they don't see that creating opportunities for example a viable environment we have the weather for crying out loud a viable environment if you simply just develop certain stadia indoor stadia indoor sports halls for all these competitions like make it up to the standard we don't need to have rwanda or any other country trying to show us what to do or how to do it we should be setting the pace we are the black giants of africa as we claim to call ourselves we need to get programs from primary school secondary school university level we even need to get programs for people who have even finished schools they don't they, they don't have jobs now it even goes beyond just basketball athletics boxing we need to have consistent sports programs we need investment from our government themselves first we we need our people the orgas at the top the stakeholders to invest in sports it is too sad of course we would crash out of bal now we are not ready it's not only about showing up 
no matter what anybody tells you it's not only about showing up i'm just sad like i mean whenever i try to talk about you know nigerian basketball it makes me sad i love to talk about basketball generally now see what's going on in music despite the wins we are we are having there are still problems in the music industry in nigeria but there is still a lot of progress there's still a lot of progress we are winning grammys we are doing so many things and the funny thing is it's not as if we do not have the talents in nigeria for basketball i mean look at the miami heat for crying out loud how many nigerians do they have on there they have at least six nigerians the milwaukee box they have a nigerian in fact they have two three nigerians what am i even saying yanis and his brother and wara we need to make this game colorful and attractive it is a great game now let me go to the aspect of preparation for competition if you know you're going for a competition your players have to be training consistently there was that news about um they were not training they were just waiting to start the game and play the game i I really don't understand till today messi will train till tomorrow ronaldo will train till tomorrow steph curry is going to do his pre-game routine you must always work out you must always train you must always polish and hone your craft you cannot just expect magic to happen everybody just needs to sit up i just don't understand why nobody is seeing the potential in actually doing the right thing in making all these leagues to be functioning properly you're talking about merchandising you're talking about increasing the gdp you're talking about giving people jobs you're talking about opportunities do you know how much huh the talent we have even from sportscasters broadcasters people in the media yourself daniel myself you have Femi, you have um who do i see let me never start calling people's name because i'm sure they'll be wondering why am i mentioning their names it's, it's, it's just sad now it's just sad really we just need to do more anyway so for solutions i believe that politics needs to be dropped they need to invite the people that are how do i do how do i put it now they need to invite people that are passionate about the sport have a round table and come up with ideas it's just like for example let me use the nollywood movie industry which i'm also a part of if i was the minister for information for example i would cast my net wide and far to all the nigerians abroad i'm trying to give i'm trying to use this as an example for perspective you know on what um the mbbf and river supers and all those people who have any stake in basketball in nigeria i would cast my net far and wide to those abroad to those in nigeria there are people who are doing great things we have so much talent meet with these people have like a five-year to ten-year plan whether it's you want to create i mean you want to you want to build stadia you want to do the um school programs whether it's you want to you know start producing jerseys or creating viewing centers you know however you want to promote the game use the nba as a blueprint use fiba as a blueprint use the olympics as a blueprint use whatever blueprint you want back to the nollywood reference now i would meet with stakeholders abroad stakeholders in nigeria let us come up with ideas on how we can create a movie that should at least even get an oscar nomination for best international film you work towards achieving certain goals so that it puts you on the map see Bonner boy see whiskey nigeria is on the map as a result 
result. They need to be a goal. What is the goal? So that once we know what the goal is, everybody is working towards it. I'm saying goal, though. I'm not trying to make it plural. It's supposed to be plural. But let's start with a goal so that we can all walk towards it. There is no uniformity. Everywhere is scattered. I just hope God helps us because I really don't know how else again we can thrive. I really don't know. It was an abysmal showing as expected by Rivers Hoopers. I'm so sad to say it, but we need to sit up. Hi, hi. My name is Basi. My take on the Patriots and Royal Hoopers game. Well, initially, I was like, okay, Royal Hoopers, they are doing okay. They don't really have the spirit in them as in I don't I, I I can't really explain it but the way they were playing it was a little bit on the lackadaisical side. They were playing as if they just went there to like have fun and all that. While the patriots they were like, Okay, we came for something, we are here for a reason, let's do this. Fine, Royal Hoopers, they started well, they started off well. At some point I'm like, Okay, maybe there's hope for them and then all of a sudden from nowhere Patriots just picked up and everything just went down the drain. First off, if you're going for this type of competition, I believe you should carry a team that is hungry to win. You don't carry a team that would rather just go, okay, let's just go. We are traveling out, let's do this, let's it, it doesn't really make sense to me, anyways. There are there are players on ground that are willing to sweat blood just to make it happen. And then you're taking hoopers, hoopers, uh, how many home base? how many foreigners they've not played with these foreigners before and then you put them in camp for like two days next thing you're taking them out to go and do what this is the major problem we have in nigeria in short it's a, it's a basic problem we have in nigeria when it comes to sports they believe that okay those people outside can do better yeah outside the country they, they have facilities they have everything but if we we put the set facilities in our own country and try to build up our own games from grassroots nothing will come out from nigeria and get that type of ass whooping that i saw and to be very candid i refuse to continue the match it was too embarrassing to watch i, I felt it i felt the pain of losing i felt as if i was the one there i don't know how they felt maybe they were okay with it they are collecting allowance but it's not their father's i don't know if i should be candid i just feel that this team that went they weren't ready and that's just the truth of the matter next time when something like this is about to happen whichever team wins the competition in nigeria should be able to put together a formidable force I'm going to be doing, uh, what's it called? Man, no man. Because that's what we do. Man, no man. Ah, this is my boy. Make sure he goes. He'll go and gain exposure. Which which exposure any one of them get there? Which club even look them twice? No club will call any of the players that went. It's not even, it's not as if I'm trying to be negative, but it's just a fact. You don't carry that type of attitude and go and expect that, okay, another club will say I want to get you. No. You go with the mindset of, I need to win this. We have to win this. We've got to win this. Most of the players they are using, when I was, when I started playing basketball, those people already playing basketball. I hardly even play basketball. And they are still playing basketball. My point is that they are old. Why don't they use younger players? I don't know, use people that will run the court and make you feel as if you're watching a game. Be using, you'll be using someone that will stroll with the ball and then stop and then just shoot. Ah, 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 now. In short, I really don't want to talk much. Anyways, the game was a flop. The team that went was a flop. If you ask me, next time, we use a more formidable team. Use more hungry players. Royal Hoopers have players. 
I am very much aware of that. But what did they do? They brought those ones to Lagos, used them to train these ones that are already, already feeling too big for their shoes. And then those ones, these ones now went there to flop, serious flopping. If they had used these younger hungry players, Team Nigeria would have gone far. Right, anyways, that's my view, that's my point. It might not sit well with people, but that's their personal problem. I'm only airing my mind. And yeah, that's it. So I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible because I don't want to go back and forth over the same issue. Um, the River Hoopers have played two games in the Basketball Africa League and it has been horrible. And I will not fully blame the team. Yes, the team is responsible for what they are doing right now and how they are performing, but I can't fully blame the team. Uh, that, it tells us how bad our Nigerian basketball system is. We've now had a league in three years. A competitive league that had every team ready and fighting for the title. We've not had that. River Hoppers came to this tournament or to this league as a result of them winning an abridged league. They played Raptors basketball team in the final. No disrespect to the Raptors team, but most of those guys that played in that abridged league were not even at their best, you know. And they gave Hoopers a run for their money in the final game. I was there, I watched it live. So it, it tells us that these guys are not, they've not played so many competitive games to be ready for this tournament. And that's how bad our system, in fact, it has killed, it has killed the game of basketball in Nigeria. Very few people are even big about it anymore because there's really nothing to look out for. Now, it's another year we'll talk about election and blah, 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 but that's another story. Down to the Hoopers and how they perform so far. It's been terrible and terrible does not do justice to, to what we've seen. <laughs> Defensively, they are a no-show. In the first game, I could say, okay, they, they tried a little. They got up in their opponent's skin. They, they were a bit physical. They contested shots. But it's just like there's no game plan to actually defend, you know. Before every game, there's always a scouting report and you know where teams will probably look to get their shots, who they are looking for and how they go about their business. But it doesn't show from what we've seen so far. It doesn't. And yesterday's game against US Manchester was, was, oh man, was an eyesore. I was on the road watching this game. Like, I, I, I literally just left my workplace and I was watching the game on my phone and I kept on shaking my head left and right. Just <laughs> licking my head left and right. Too many open looks. That team took 31 three-point shots. They made 15. And I can bet you that 70% of those shots were uncontested. They just missed. So imagine they made 20 of those shots or they made... 21. They, they were shooting above, they were shooting close to 50%. That's like 48.9%. 15 out of 31. That's insane. That's insane. Even if you cannot get up there, just fake it. There was no effort to defend at all. I can say that that team is a lot more superior because I, it looks like they've been together and they practiced for so long. They, they, they have this calmness and they are always poised regardless of what the situation is and they just showed levels in, in yesterday's game 
if you move out that to the offense man it's another story we have limited scoring options very few guys can actually take their man one-on-one and get a bucket even if you're not going to get a bucket creatively it is difficult i mentioned this in a thread i had on twitter that we do not have a solid presence inside and yesterday um the the player that was signed daniels i think chris daniels he had a great game he had a great game but it wasn't even from inside he had like five threes or so if i'm not mistaken he did a good job actually commanding some attention but when he commands the attention we have nobody scoring the buckets there are very few people that will shoot it and score it it even became a three-point contest at a point and i'm like why would we have to go shot for shot against a team that is making their shots and contesting every shot we take i'm even using we i shouldn't use we we are not part of the team but you know one nigeria but damn it, it was hard to see hard to watch um <laughs> words do not define how much they will struggle in the next game gnbc is fighting for their life as well although they lost bad in the first game they showed up against the patriots and it was a close one i do not see the rivers hoopers winning any game in this tournament um like i said we do not have scoring options and the players themselves are not prepared as individuals going into this game the first game we saw a lot of shakiness like you knew when the confidence is not 110 percent i've played with some of these guys i've played with most of them played against them and it it comes down to preparation you know confidence and performance comes as a result of the way you prepare if you prepare properly for something you'll be ready for whatever is in front of you and these guys are not it at all they are not there they just felt like okay this is the big stage where where we can cash out but that is the more reason why you should be 110 percent that is how i see it we are not going by our strengths we do not get the lane we are not the best shooters in the league we do not have the best shooters in africa in fact we are shooting a measly 20 something percent from the three point um three point arc in this tournament so far so why do we keep on taking as many as the 30 something shots in the first game we took 33 yesterday i think they took 20 something shots from the three-point line get in the lane but that's another problem we cannot get in the lane because our players have not been able to break down the defense on their own uh, you see players like sullivan who played really well in the first game against patriots I think he's one of those guys that shouldn't be given the on-ball duty so much. But we see that happening because other players are not stepping up. You know, he's someone that can come off screens, get his man, get his get to his spots off screens. Even if he's going to go pick and roll, it should be a lot of staggered screens. It shouldn't be so often that this man goes in a pick and gets in a pick and roll situation. Same as Robinson Opong. Shown, he has shown that he can shoot the lights out when he played for Uganda. Get him in those situations where he can actually shoot. And it is crazy to me that we still fall, we still have issues with certain screens at this stage. 
how many offensive screens have offensive calls have been has been made against the team it is it is appalling so if we cannot even set screens for these guys how will they even get in position where they can shoot Benuzo is one of the few guys on that team that can handle the ball with so much confidence and we are going into the third game on Sunday <laughs> so how do we think this is going to work like I said, the Hoopers are not winning any game in this tournament. And if they get to win against JMBC, great. But still are not getting to the quarterfinals. I don't see that happening. The coaching staff also has to do a great, great, great amount of work. Um, in our first game against Patriots, the opposing team had a 19-0 run. They went on a 19-0 run before a timeout was called. You do not make those kind of mistakes in a tournament like this. Once you're blown out, it is it is really difficult to get back, especially when you're struggling on every every <laughs> every aspect of the game. It is hard to come back. We have to find a way to put players in situations where they can succeed, and I don't think that the coaches have done a great job in that in that aspect. They've really not done it. They have some players that I feel should also get more playing time. Players like. Um, Emmanuel Balogo. I, I think I feel Emmanuel is one of those guys that can actually put the ball in the basket if he is given the opportunity to. I don't think he gets to play as much as he should with the situation on ground where we don't even have so many guys that can put the ball in the basket. That is one person that has showed over the years in the Nigerian basketball league that he can actually score. So why is he sitting on the bench for so long? You know. A lot of things are, are left to be said, but man, it has been terrible to actually watch them play, honestly speaking. Hopefully, we we see a better game against GMBC, but that, that will be the last. <laughs> no disrespect to anyone on the team, I'm just stating how it is. There's no effort from the players. Technically, we are not on par with any of the teams right now. And it just says that we have a lot of work to do. You have been listening to Sidelines, a Google Sports production.